All right. Well, what a great morning. Are you guys having a good morning? Yes? You don't, you're not very excited today. There we go. Come on, you're with amazing people. Yeah? No, not so much. You don't think you're amazing? All right. That's better. Because you are amazing. Um, we did, we, uh, this week, one of the moms of the house got to go be with Jesus. Uh, Wanda Alger went to go be with him this week. Um, she was, she was. As a pastor's kid growing up in church, there's faces that you learn to avoid. (laughs) And then there's faces that you absolutely fall in love with. And Wanda was one of those. That every time I would see her, I knew I was loved. I was important. And it didn't matter what I did. She would love me. That it, she didn't love me because I was the pastor's kid. And that's not very normal. That's not some, you know, pastor's kids learn really quick who loves them for who they are and who loves them because of who, because of who their parents are. And she was one of those that just loved me for who I was and and loved this church and loved the people and prayed for you. We're going to miss her prayers. I'm going to miss her prayers. But now she's with the great cloud of witnesses cheering us on. So, Joe, oh, Joe, love you, Joe. We pray for you. She was such an amazing person. Thank you. For sharing us, for sharing her with us. We just pray for you and your family. Uh, her service will be uh, Tuesday, the 17th, at 6 o'clock here at the mission. You don't want to miss that. We get to celebrate her and her family. But be praying for her family and her friends during this time. She was an amazing, amazing lady. She would love you, and then she would tackle you if you were being stupid. <laughs> I knew if I, was gonna, if I was being stupid, she would tackle me. But she sure loved, loved well. So, don't want to miss that. All right. Proverbs 8.34. This is talking about wisdom. It says, Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me, find life. And receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. So you might ask yourself, Ryan, why, why do you do this every week? Why do you talk about wisdom and read from Proverbs? It says right here, but those who fail to find me harm themselves. And all who hate me love death. 
That's what I love about Proverbs. It's really plain. It's straightforward. It means what it means. Like, you don't have to try to find the mystery of what it's saying. But if you don't look for wisdom, you're harming yourself. So I suggest you go after wisdom. And Proverbs is a good place to start. So, there you go. Probably. So I don't keep sniffing into the mic. That would be good. All right. Well, as some of you might have been watching the news, um, Israel was attacked. Um, But we also, Sam and Eva who's a part of our Mission Fiji and Sounds of the Nation team, are actually in Israel right now. They are safe, um, but they, they obviously can't get out because all the airports are closed and stuff. So we want to take a time and pray over them, for them and for that region, for peace and protection. So we want to pray for them. So Sam and Eva are there with the team. So we want to pray for them. They are safe, but we need to pray for them, right? So, why don't you stand with me, so that it's a little helpful when you stand to just engage a little better. This isn't going to be me just praying a prayer and you agreeing with it, okay? This is your turn to pray, and then I'll wrap it up, but we are going to pray as a community, because our prayers make a difference. It's halfway across the world, but our prayer makes a difference. We've had several times when we've prayed for nations and it's changed things. So we're going to pray this morning, not from a place of of hopelessness, but of hope that God's up to something. And that our our prayers make a difference. So let's start praying for Sam and Eva, the team, and for Israel right now. So I want you to pray out loud. Jesus. Jesus. As David prayed in the Psalms, for the peace of Jerusalem, may may they prosper who love you. May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of our God, I will seek, inquire for, and require your good. So Jesus, we ask that you send your heavenly host to surround Sam and Eva and the team. That they would be protected. They would be given strategy on how to get out safely. And we pray for Israel and that whole region. That peace 
would reign. That peace would come over that territory like never before. That this would be the avenue that peace comes. That was what was meant for harm would actually bring peace. So we declare that and we pray in Jesus' name that peace would come to Israel. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll continue to pray for them. We'll get through social media and stuff out when we get any updates on how they're doing and and when they get out. So just keep praying for them. We love them. All right. So we've been talking about legacy, right? Yes? Awesome. You're, you're with me. Good. So, you know, we talked about legacy that you're born with. Then there's the legacy you build. And then there's the legacy you live, leave behind. And so we talked about how to, what you do with the legacy you're actually born with. So we talked about how to deal with that, what to do with it, and how to um, activate it in your life. And then we started talking about how to build a legacy and what the building block should be for a legacy. And a legacy isn't just for yourself. If you think legacy is just for yourself, then you're, you're already on the a wrong path. Because legacy is for what comes after you. You build a legacy for the next generation and the generations to follow. And everybody is building a legacy, whether you know it or not. Your choices dictate what legacy you build. There is no, well, whatever, my, whatever choices I make don't affect anybody else. For what, that's a lie. So if you believe that, you've been believing a lie. Because everything you do affects everybody around you. You're not insignificant. You're actually very significant to the people around you. Even if you're living by yourself on the top of a mountain where you're never around somebody, your life is significant and your legacy actually leaves something behind. Because our legacy isn't just earthly things. It's also in the spirit. We leave legacies that last during the spirit. So today I want to talk about some building blocks that we can have as a part of our legacy. And I've been... Going through Galatians 5, uh, we started with verse 13. It says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. So that's where it starts. That to build legacy, a healthy legacy, you got to start with being free. Because if you're not free, then you're going to build things in there that aren't freeing, that are in bondage. So you got to start, the first legacy block was to live free, which we talked about. Then it goes on to say, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. So we talked about the first block, building block, is to be free. Then the second one is to serve one another. That the other building block should be to be serving one another. So we talked to what that can look like and how that works in our life. And then on to 14, verse 14. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping his command. Love your neighbor as yourself. So the third building block was love your neighbor as yourself. Pretty simple, right? Straightforward. How many of you know that's not an easy thing to do? It's a lifelong journey. 
that you hope you get it right right away. So it will bring, but that's the other building block of legacy. Leave a legacy that you loved people, that people liked you being in the room. Don't have a legacy where people hate you being in the room and they avoid you at all costs. Have a legacy that loves your neighbor. And then verse 15 says, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So basically saying, what's the negative side of not loving your neighbor? Is that destruction comes. So that's where we finished last time. So we're going to pick up at verse 16. So this is Paul. Verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. There's a phrase in here that I, th- I think Paul got wrong. You are not to do whatever you want. How many wish that wasn't there? You guys are all liars. All of you. Liars. See, Paul, Paul is saying, hey, you can either live by the Spirit or you can live by the flesh. And what determines that is do you do what you want to do? If you live by doing whatever you want to do, then you're living by the flesh. If you want to live by the Spirit, then you've got to live by the Spirit and not do whatever you want to do. See, our culture wants to say, you be you. Right? How many have heard that? You just be you. Be your authentic self. And that statement is actually true. Be your authentic self. But what they're really saying is, you do whatever you want to do. And as kingdom people, Paul is saying, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. You don't get to do what you want to do. You get to do what Jesus has called you to do. You get to do what God has set up for us to live by. Which is actually really our authentic self. Because we're made in his image. So really our authentic self is to live by what he has said to live by, not do what we want to do. But it's been twisted to say your authentic self is for you to do whatever you want to do. And Paul is saying that's, that's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. If you call yourself a Christian, one that follows Christ... You don't get to do whatever you want. Well, some of you might go, well, you know, Paul really wasn't fully understanding grace yet. (laughs) You know, he was a Pharisee and, you know, he lived by the law. So maybe he didn't quite understand grace. Maybe, Maybe he just wasn't there yet. Well, let's read what Jesus said. This is John 14, 23. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teachings. 
These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Then I tell you, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So Jesus said, see, Paul was just saying, if you do what you want to do, you live in the flesh. Jesus said, if you do what you want to do, you don't even love me. Like he took it way farther than Paul even gets close to. See, the thing is what we do as humans is we try to find loopholes. Right? You know, with our taxes, try to find a loophole. Or anything that we want to get out of or we don't like, we try to find the loophole. Right? My, my son, I love, my son is so good at this. I don't know where he got it from. But he was wanting a snack, and it was really late, and he'd been probably eating all day. And I'm like, boy, no, you don't need a snack. He's like, I'm hungry, I'm starving. You know, of course, it's two minutes before bedtime when he becomes starving. And I'm like, I'm like okay, fine. I said, you can have some fruit. You can have some fruit. That's it. That's the only thing you can have. You can have some fruit, then you're going to bed. He was like, okay. So he goes into the pantry, which I'm like, why is he going into the pantry? And he comes out with this bowl. And I'm like, what are you doing? I said, what? I said, you could have fruit. He goes, yeah, it's Fruit Loops. I was like, well, yes, you're right. I just, I'm like, yep. You're right, it's Fruit Loops. This won't work again, but congratulations, you found the loophole tonight. And he got to eat Fruit Loops. Well, like, this doesn't work again, but you're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But we all try to find loopholes. And a lot of times when it comes to what's in the Bible, we find loopholes because we just don't like it. And it becomes, it's actually a hard issue. When you read the Bible and you read things and you're like, oh, I think they must, must have misinterpreted this. Or that was a different culture. If that's your, which there are things that are directed to culture. And there are, not every translation is perfect. But if that's your first thought, Every time you come across something you don't like, it's a heart issue. What our heart should go is, oh, how do I do this? Oh, do I need to change? Is this something in my life that needs to change? Because I don't like this. So maybe it's hitting up something that's flesh in me. And then research it, study it, and find out what it really meant. But looking for loopholes, 
is a heart issue. So the other next building block of legacy is live by the Spirit. Give up your right to do whatever you want. So Paul goes on. Aren't you so glad he goes on? Verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Another great word. Obvious. I looked it up, hoping there was a different meaning. But it means to be plainly recognized or known. Paul is saying, hey, there is no debate here. Like, this is widely known. We all know this. Right? It's like when you talk to your kids. Obviously, you were going to take the trash out when I told you to. And they're like, oh, yeah, of course I was. I totally was going to remember. It's like obvious. Like, this is, everyone knows this. Right? That's what he's saying here. There's no debate. The context of this passage, though, they were arguing about circumcision. Whether everybody had to be circumcised or not. And that if it was holy, if you weren't, then it wasn't holy. You know. And so there was this argument, debate going on. So Paul is saying, hey, we're debating about this circumcision issue, but this is obvious. Like, we're not debating about this. And he goes on, 19. Basically saying there's no loopholes here, people. (laughs) Verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, self-ambition, dissent whatever that word is, because I just botched it, thank you, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul, these aren't up for debate. Obviously. But how many times have we debated these in our head? How many times do we like, oh, oh, you know, it wasn't so bad. I was angry, but I didn't completely kill them. When they cut me off in the car, I only gave them one bird, not two. Well, they deserved it. They cut me off. Like, they deserved to be cussed out. Or they treated me wrong, so... I'm justified in my anger or my whatever it is. We try to find the loophole out of it. Try to justify it. And Paul's like, look, these, aren't, these are obvious. Don't do them. If you're in the flesh, this is what it means to be in the flesh. I think if Paul was alive today, this is my how he sounds. Go ahead, Joe, show this video. digress for a moment from my prepared message. I mean it when I say to you, 
You guys, sometimes you're bad. Don't be jerks. You're supposed to be good. I'm in my office every day, and somebody comes in, and they're like, hey, whoops. I'm like, don't. Dan, what is your deal? If anybody doesn't know, Dan is the worst. I took a vow to not say who was the worst, but it's Dan. You guys are making me look bad in front of God. What's that? Oh, look, it's Jesus. And he said, stop it. The word of the Lord. Yes. Just stop it. That's what Paul is saying. Just stop it. Just stop. All right. We are going to move on. Because they are obvious not to do. So now we're going to get to the next part, which is the building blocks you do want in your legacy. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other. So here are the building blocks of a great legacy. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, which means patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They're called fruits of the Spirit. Because how many of you know When you plant an apple seed, the tree is going to bear apples. So it bears what it is. The fruit that comes out on a tree declares what it is. So what fruit are we bearing? See, I can't make an apple tree bear strawberries. Right? Have you ever seen an apple tree that had strawberries on it? So as a person, if I am bearing anger, the only person that's responsible for me bearing that is myself. Nobody else can make me bear fruit I don't want to bear, that I don't want to produce. Because the easiest thing to say is, well, it's because of how they treated me. I didn't have a choice. They treated me this way, so I responded this way. They, came, they were angry and came at me, so I had to be angry back. I had to attack them back because they attacked me. My kids growing up, they would get in trouble in class and they're like, 
well, so-and-so, they made me laugh. They, they started talking to me and made me talk. And I was like, no, they didn't. They didn't make you do anything. You chose to laugh. You chose to talk to them. Now, it was probably funny. But you still chose to produce fruit that you produced. It wasn't their fault that you got in trouble. It was yours. And I taught them to take responsibility for what they do. And Paul is saying, hey, you have to take responsibility for the fruit you're bearing. That it doesn't matter who your parents were. It doesn't matter what culture you grew up in. You're responsible for the fruit you bear. You're responsible for how you live your life. You're responsible for the legacy that you build. And he's saying, here are the ones that you should be living. Live these out and you'll live in the spirit. Or you can do the other list. Do what you want to do and you'll live in the flesh. But it's completely your choice. See, Paul doesn't say you're stuck in the flesh. He doesn't say that's, you're just, you're stuck there, you're always going to be there, you have no hope. He said, no, 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 there's another choice. There's a choice to live in the spirit. But it really comes down to you. Do you want to choose what you want to want? Or do you want to choose what God has set up for you? And do you want to choose to, to build a legacy that's going to pass on love and peace and joy, self-control? Because you can't do both. You can't bear anger and love. Right? Right? Can you love somebody as you're being showing anger towards? Can you have patience when, with somebody when every two seconds you're saying, what's the problem? What, 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 come on, come on, let's go, let's go, go. Come on, come on, come on, let's go. Is that being patient with somebody? So you can't bear two, two opposite fruits. You get to just bear one. And Paul is saying, you can do it. With the Spirit, you can actually do it. And that's what the underlining theme here is Paul is saying, you can do it. You can actually do it. You can live in the Spirit and not in the flesh. But it comes down to your choices. And what legacy you're willing to produce. And it's never too late to change your fruit. Because with man, it is impossible for an apple tree to produce a strawberry. But with God, anything is possible. So it doesn't matter what your past life has been. Starting today, you can produce fruit of the Spirit. It's never too late. The Holy Spirit's right with you going, you can do it. You can do it. And if we listen well enough, when we start heading towards our fleshly desires, 
He goes, stop it. Stop it. And the more we listen to that stop it, the actually the louder it gets. And the easier it is to hear it because we're training our ears to listen to the Holy Spirit. But the more you choose to ignore it, when he's going, hey, stop it. It gets quieter and quieter because we keep blocking it out. And then we get ourselves into a whole mess. And you're like, God, where were you? Why didn't you keep me from falling into this pit? And he's like, I've been there the whole time. I kept putting up stop signs for you. But you chose not to listen. You chose not to look. Because the Holy Spirit's there as our guide and our help. And you can do it. We can all do it. And it takes patience. It takes choosing love. It takes choosing self-control. Which I think is the, which kind of covers all of them. (laughs) Self-control. If you can just get that one, the other ones will fall in line. Because if you can control yourself and what you want to do, then you start producing these other things. Why don't you stand with me? If I can have the band come up. So we talked about four blocks of legacy. Live free. Serve one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. Live by the Spirit and produce the fruit of the Spirit. So I'd really encourage you. I didn't go through each one of those fruits of the Spirit, and I did it for a reason. For one, we don't have two or three hours. But two, there's something that you need to explore with. That you need to take that list and partner with the Holy Spirit and ask him, how do I need to love? How do I need to love better? How, how can I produce love in my life? How can I produce joy in my life? How can I produce patience in my life? Give you a key for patience. Patience is valuing the time it takes for something to be birthed. It's not just waiting around. It's not just sitting in your seat and being quiet until it's your turn. It's actually valuing and doing something with that time until it comes to pass. But ask the Holy Spirit for each one of these. How do I develop this? How do I produce this in my life? Because for every one of us, it's going to be a little different. How it's produced in our life. Because some of you are way down the road of producing love. Some of us maybe produce very little of it. So how the Holy Spirit has us develop that is going to be completely different. I have four kids. They operate differently. So I have to teach them differently to produce the same thing. They're motivated by different things. And the Holy Spirit knows exactly how you're motivated. And what gets you out of bed. And working at building a legacy 
that produces amazing fruit. So put your hands out, and you're just going to have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, come. Teach me how to bear your fruit. I don't want to bear my own fruit. I want to bear your fruit. That my choices are no longer mine, but they're your choices. That I no longer will live for what I want, but I live for what you want. So I give all my life to you. I give you my attitudes. I give you my behaviors. And I give you my choices. Now I have a conversation with them now. Personal conversation with them. In your own words. trust you with our lives we can trust you with our legacy that you're way better at making choices than we are so we surrender ourselves to you and we give you our lives tonight we give you everything about it we give up our rights As Christ followers, we give up our rights. And you're the one that we follow.
Pressing into him. Our hearts adore. Our hearts adore you. Yes, they do. Our hearts adore. encourage you, if you grew up in a house that didn't have a good dad and you need just somebody to give you a hug of a loving father, I would suggest you come see this man. Because the love of the father just comes oozing out of him. So Jesus, we just bless them. And we're so thankful for them. That you have brought them to our house. So we just release a blessing on them. Commission them into this house as mama and daddy, as father and mother that know how to love, they know how to spread your goodness and 
so we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. for hungry ones. He's looking for ones that will stir the hunger up inside of them for him. See, when Peter first met Jesus, he was fishing. Jesus preached a message and then told him to go out and fish some more and it was at a time where he shouldn't have been fishing. By man's standard, you don't go fishing then because you don't catch anything. But he went out anyways because Jesus told him to. And they caught a ton of fish. And Peter comes to him and says, Oh, depart from me because I'm afraid of you because of such a large catch. And then that's where Jesus invites him in to be his disciple. But then after Jesus has died, risen again, they've seen him a couple times. But they just spent three years of being in Jesus' presence every day. And eating from him every day. And now, they don't have Jesus. He's gone. Now he's risen and they've seen him a couple times. But they don't have that presence with them every day. And Peter decides, I'm going back fishing. I think he decided to go back fishing because that was where he got to experience Jesus for the first time. He's like, I'm going back to the thing I know where I experienced Jesus. Where I got to experience his presence. So he goes back fishing and some of the other disciples go with him. And then Jesus shows up on the shore and yells out to him, Hey, put your nets on the other side. And so they do. And then John's like, Hey, I think that's Jesus to Peter. And Peter... 
I think this is where everything changed for Peter. He no longer saw Jesus as the one that created the amazing catch of fish. Because Peter didn't care about the fish. This time he jumps out of the boat and swims for Jesus. He doesn't care about the catch anymore. The first time he cared about the catch. That it was was all about the catch. But he learned his presence is what was valuable. See, the first time he said, leave me because I'm afraid of your presence. But now he's like, oh, I just need to be in Jesus' presence. He was so hungry for his presence that he put on his coat to go swimming. Who puts on a coat to go swimming? But he was so hungry for Jesus that he got off a perfectly good boat and swam into shore to be with Jesus. And it changed everything for Peter. I think that's when the light bulb finally went off with Peter. And then we see a little bit later they're in the upper room and they're just desperate for Jesus' presence. They're desperate for the, the spirit to come. And we know on Pentecost it comes because they are searching. They are hungry for the spirit. And it comes and Peter's the one that gets up and leads all these people to Jesus because he was hungry for his presence. He was hungry for Jesus. He's looking for those that are willing to jump out of the boat and swim to him. So Jesus, this morning, we love you. We're desperate for you. That we are willing to jump out of a perfectly good boat to swim to you. To be in your presence. So we hunger and thirst for you. We hunger and thirst for your presence. We hunger and thirst for your spirit. And we ask that you pour it out on us. That we're a people that want to stay hungry for you. That will never be satisfied with yesterday's experience. But we want today's experience. We want today's presence. We want today's spirit. So we say we get out of the boat and we swim towards you. Let our hunger grow. Where you're the only one that will satisfy. Jesus, we love you. 
altars are open if you want to come spend some time with him in his presence the ministry can come team can come too if you need prayer they'll be here to pray for you but I would encourage you to spend some time with him have a conversation with the Holy Spirit tell him how hungry you are said if you ask I'll give you if you ask for bread I'll give you bread we have a good father that's here and all you have to do is ask bless you have an amazing week you don't want to miss next week it's going to be so powerful don't miss it Go and live by the Spirit this week. Love you. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one our hearts adore yesterday. Jesus, we
Oh. 